Hello and welcome to Learn It, WBHP's primary learning show. Now, I'm Max. And I'm Dylan. And today we're here to talk about our latest and greatest topic in our series of literature analysis, I guess? Not mm. literature. If, if you want to call it literary analysis, then sure, but basically just language, yeah. I think, is a better category for it. And they all seem to have some overarching point that my subconscious is trying to make. All right, you want to tell us what this week's topic is? Right, so... Uh, Last week or whenever we did the second podcast, uh, Max uh, did lots of research, and I mean almost excessive amounts of research, on jokes and basically offensive humor as a whole. So we decided to go ahead and make this week's podcast devoted entirely to that topic. Uh, and as you may remember, um, last week we talked about uh, feminism and some of the aspects of culture. Uh, so now we're back, as Dylan just said, to analyze how some philosophical philosophers uh, and uh, sociologists from uh, last 2,000 years, I guess, feel about humor. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we can start off by going back to Greece. A lot of the Greek uh, philosophers, like Epictetus, how did... All right, we don't know how to say that. Um, but he thought that um, laughing and telling jokes can uh, produce suffering, apparently, and he argues it's advisable to refrain from telling jokes... Uh, <coughs> since jokes lead to vulgarity. Uh, and he was not a fan of la laughing, and I believe Plato also did not like laughing. I, I don't think so, no. All right. Um, yeah, so he actually does have a good point. Um, it's kind of rude to laugh at things. Kind of. That's why sometimes, and in certain cultures, like uh, Japan, I believe, when they laugh or even just smile, they'll kind of cover their uh, mouth or even their whole face. Um, and then moving forward a while, um, no one really talks about humor that much. It kind of made it difficult. Like, they'll mention it in a few paragraphs maybe, but, like, a lot of people did not really care much for laughter. No, laughter is uh, one of those things that's seen as, I guess, uh, taboo. Yeah. Also, uh, the modern concept of comedy hasn't really come about until the last 200 years, um, so it really kind of made it difficult uh, to find stuff on it. But we have a lot of stuff from... You're moving your head too far away from the microphone a lot. You might try to just keep it, like, centered. All right. Where, where did I stop talking? Uh, you are about to reference something. All right. Um, maybe this frat boy thing. Yeah, could do that. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, 1950s. All right, so I guess we start. Three, two, one. Uh, as I was saying, um, a lot of people in the 1980s and stuff, um, I believe his, I, I don't have his name written down, um, but he talks a lot about um, how uh, it's, we mentioned this last week too, uh, if you recall, um, laughing endorses stereotypes. Oh, yes, yes. Uh. Uh, and that is kind of an interesting um, concept. Uh, shit. When you uh, laugh at something, it is kind of like a form of endorsement. Would you not agree? Uh, yeah, no, I would agree with that. Uh, again, it's just the general idea that uh, in order to say that something is not acceptable by culture, it generally requires a direct disapproval. So, I mean, I guess if someone told a bad joke or even an offensive joke that wasn't that funny, disapproving would be, you know, either just directly telling them, oh, that was a really offensive joke, don't do it, or even just something as simple as, like, shaking your head, not laughing, or face palming. 
Um, however, some people like to take this a lot further. You should also speak up. What? You should speak up. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. Uh... Anyway, um, some people like to take this a lot uh, further. They say if you laugh or, like, smile or just find it amusing anyway, uh, you're actually a sexist on the inside. Right, not just, like, uh, the general idea of internalized misogyny, I think, is one that often comes up, but, uh, racist, uh, homophobe, xenophobe, so forth. Just the general insults that are hurled around, uh, so. And we may have, uh, some links in the description to some papers you could read on this. Uh, however, I did find a few flaws with this. Uh, number one, if, like, you go back to, like, 1940 Germany and you tell, like, a genocide joke... Chances are they're probably not going to laugh at it. However, we may find that a lot of the people listening to it would actually endorse the thing. So it's, like, not really the best way to gauge people just based on how yeah. they're laughing. Um, another thing is um, it's actually, like, uh, laughing isn't necessarily, like, something you can hand, uh, change. Like, there's studies, and, like, you're going to laugh 30 times more likely. Um when you're with friends, uh, which kind of changes how, like, telling a joke works. It's also a response to, like, fear. Uh, however, I think it is actually used as, like, a way to, like, bond and, like, show approval. So it does make sense what they were showing, saying before with um, use of the endorsing of stereotypes. Right, and that's, again, mostly true. I mean, uh, especially when it comes to certain uh, categories of jokes, you know, Humor changes by the person, so I might find, again, a, a Holocaust joke uh, more funny, I guess, as opposed to something about uh, the old, seg like, an old segregation joke about America, so, you know. On the other hand, you might find the opposite true, so you might prefer a joke about, you know, uh, racism in America as opposed to uh, a Holocaust joke, so... Yeah, also, another thing is, uh, a lot of these jokes, um, actually are, lack, like, amusement without understanding, not endorsement of the stereotype, but if you don't understand something, like, if you go back and tell, like, um, a racist joke that is, like, currently racist, not, like, people are slaves or something like that, but in the time, well, you go back... Well, not even just that, like, segregation in the South during the 50s and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, you go back to, like, 1800, they're not gonna find it amusing because they don't have context for the joke. Right. So, a lot of these jokes rely on the user's knowledge, um, and again, like, we don't actually know if the user... Like, uh, what I'm saying is, um, uh, the people I just mentioned, I don't remember their names, I need to find it, this is really embarrassing, um, but... Uh, they speak about, like, how the user and the listener are both sexist, but what if the person's, like, trying to make a point? Right. Uh, you know the comedian Bo Burnham? Uh, I, I think so. Um, he has a lot of, say, offensive stuff, uh, makes, like, a 9-11 joke oh, uh, yeah, in one that. of his <laughs> songs. Um, but he's not, like, like, he's very critical of himself also. Like, he has a song called Straight White Male where he's mocking himself, and he'll also make, like, tons of sexist jokes all the time. So it's clear that he's not, like, a legitimate sexist, but he is using humor to make fun of it. So we, like, does he actually endorse it? Because according to those people, he does, even though he's saying other right. things as well. I mean, I would obviously debate that he isn't endorsing sexism. Uh, comedy versus actually believing in something is very different. Uh, I mean, sure, you could have a comedic uh, 
supporter of an actual thing. So, for example, uh, if a slave um, owner, like, decided to uh, say to a slave, you know, work harder or I'll actually make you three-fifths of a person. Not necessarily funny to us, but uh, considering the circumstances at the time, made sense. Well, I mean, actually, it probably makes... Wait, did they know it was three-fifths? Uh, I, mean, I mean, the slave owners did, yeah, but... All right. Uh, I mean, it's probably still be funnier to us. There is, however, like... Potentially. There's a counter to that, like uh, some sexist jokes. Um, when you reverse them, I mean, I'm going to tell this even though I'm not sure if we can. Um, how do you Whatever. get a frat boy to stop a date rape? Uh, tell him the keg has arrived. <laughs> See, uh, the thing is, if you laugh at that, you endorse that because when you reverse that, it's no longer funny. If you say, like, how do you get... I, I don't even know how to reverse that. But if you tried to reverse the roles of the people in it, it's no longer funny. Then, like, um, you're pro- it means that you only found one of them funny, so you were, like, endorsing that specific thing. Like, if you did, like, a race joke and reverse the roles in it, like, it doesn't. if it doesn't work anymore, that's kind of, like, evidence that you endorse only one version of it. Right. Um, Ooh, it's snowing outside. This is going to have no contest <laughs> later, you know. Um, there's Gosh. also there's a good Seinfeld joke. Um, here. Do you want to read this? It's uh, the difference between there. Oh, right. right. Uh, what's the difference between a sadist and a dentist? Better magazines. Uh, yeah, and that's from Seinfeld. Um, and then I believe good they, show, good show. Yes. Uh, they then accuse the dentist accuses accuses Jer- Jerry of being anti-dentite, um, <laughs> which is I found his name. Uh, so Sosa. Susa, I guess. Susa? Susa. I, I'm not too sure. Um, anyway, he they're mimicking um, his way of saying, like, crying out sexist when someone tells, like, a joke like that. Like, I mean, you... And the point of that joke was you don't have to think that dentists, like, cause people pain um, or enjoy causing people pain uh, to get that joke because it's, like, you kind of associate pain with dentists. Even if the dentist doesn't enjoy yeah. causing pain, it's still, like, unanimous thought. Um, right, even if you don't actually experience that, like, you know, again, if I told a race joke about, you know, segregation in the South, I, you know, live in the North 50-ish years after segregation was officially abolished. But, you know, the uh, same principle applies if I don't find the dentist to be associated with pain, if I, you know, actually even enjoy going to the dentist, which I don't, but if I did, then, you know, that would also just be a bit different. But you're probably still aware of the fact that the dentist is like unanimous with fear and pain, even oh, though right, they're yeah. like not awful people, which allows you to uh, get the joke and find it funny, uh, but not actually endorse the concept. Right. Um, and the whole thing that we were just um, talking about, it's um, referred to as, uh, there's multiple theories of how comedy works, and this one was specifically called uh, at to no... What? Attitudinal? Where? It's uh, right here. Oh. Endorsement? Attitudinal endorsement. That is a really weird word. Well, it's attitude turned into an attitude. Right, we don't have to talk about that now. Uh, we're attitude. The way people feel about certain things. <laughs> anyway, yes. There are specific... There are a lot more of them um, that exist. I did not do research on all of them because this one is incredibly complex, but we will continue with this one even more. Um, oh, yay. Alright, what? And to conclude this very short and interesting episode that we probably didn't do enough research for, even though we did do a ton of... I did a ton of research. Um, mm. The specific one I've referenced a lot in it... 
I don't have the title on me, which is, is embarrassing again. But um, they conclude the thing by uh, mentioning the fact that um, the incongruity, uh, cognitive shifts, error perception, and attitudinal endorsement beliefs um, all fail to actually, like, uh, beyond reasonable doubt, point out how, like, offensive humor is wrong. Um, God damn it. All fail to point out how offensive uh, humor is wrong. Um, so you would probably agree that, like, you can find something very offensive, like uh, you being a lot more religious than I are more likely to find a religious joke. Um, Hilarious, yes. That's not what I was going to go for, but all right, <laughs> well, sure. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, in my opinion, at least uh, offensive jokes and all, all kinds of jokes just fall under free speech. If someone says something you don't find funny, don't laugh. That's, I mean, but it's... That's it. There's, like, common courteous... Uh, courtesy between well, if people. You're, if you're in uh if you're talking with someone you don't know very well, that's one thing. I'm just saying like if you're say, you know, at a bar drinking with friends, again, that's not gonna apply to most people listening to this, but uh and you you know, one of your friends tells an offensive joke, who cares? He's like, you know, it you're just kind of telling a joke as a friend. Well, the thing is here, it doesn't matter if it's legally acceptable so much as like we're in the business of morality here. Oh yeah, and no, is it I, again, morally wrong you. or right. Uh, which is what we sought out to find, and the answer is, we don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's morally acceptable. I mean, concerning some other things. Are- but I mean, if you actually went through any of the stuff that we kind of referenced, um, you are very likely to take extreme offense uh, to the jokes because they're kind of mocking a situation that they have not experienced or gone through in their right. own way. I mean, and- especially all you dentists out there. And with that, we're gonna go leave. I'm Dylan. And I'm Max, and this has been Learned on WVHP, signing off for now.